1: Waste the weekend or do something a little more
2: epic.
1: And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Milwaukee, start your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing. NASCAR. IndyCar, sports cars, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. Now, here's your host, Steve Zaki.
3: And hey, welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, Steve Zaki, along with the Polish pipe bomb Jeff Roloski. How are you doing, Jeff, on this beautiful beautiful october afternoon
2: oh fantastic it's perfect weather great day to get out to great lakes i'm sitting on my back porch right now and i tell you i feel like i'm in a hitchcock movie instead of the birds though it's these damn ladybugs that are just
3: everywhere it's brutal those are actually chinese beetles
2: yeah that's what i heard and they they try to get in the house and and nest and spend the winter and all that kind of crap which is just what i need so Uh, yeah, it, uh, (laughs) it's just something else. 2020.
3: (laughs) Um, this, I got a neat email from a buddy of mine, Larry, of course, who we play three questions with Larry, who will be on next week, but, um, he gets these, uh, from a, it's called plan B sales. And what they do is, is, and you see this. If you notice, you might get an email from somebody, especially if all those in racing. What 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 they basically do is they'll they'll have a it's basically a a proposal sale. So what they do is um, they they'll they'll say you know buy. Shirts, but you gotta pre-order them so they know. So they order the shirts and then they'll do an order. AJ Foyt's doing that now. AJ Foyt Racing is doing that with the old uh, what they used to call the tablecloth shirts, the white and red checkers from the old Gilmore Foyt days back in the 70s and 80s. Uh, they're doing a limited amount where you can buy that shirt. It's really cool. It's, it, it has all the 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 patches on there, embroidered. Gilmore Foyt Racing on the back. So if you're a fan of A.J. Foyt and uh, especially the throwback stuff like that, it's a must-have thing. But also a friend of the show, Josh Balicki, is having a a diecast. So you can get a a 2020 Insurance King, uh, the wounded blue sales sheet uh, Chevy from uh, Josh Balicki. And a pretty neat deal here uh you can also it you can get it autographed and there's a couple options if you go to uh plan b sales they also have a a jimmy johnson one too um i i guess if you want a jimmy johnson diecast uh personally i'd rather have the josh balicki one (laughs) though me too but uh make sure (laughs) you go go to plan b sales look it up and uh uh, it's a pretty neat deal. It's a cool looking car too. Uh especially if you uh, want to support the the police and that. That's it's a neat deal uh with there with the blue line on there. Uh for Josh Balicki. So, uh neat stuff. Yeah, it's stuff. good to hear good um, news coming out of his here too, you know. And uh same and with and the uh, of course, sort of the oh, show. I wanted to bring this up with you uh Jeff uh regarding Robin Miller. Uh let's see here. You hear me?
2: yep yeah i can hear you
3: all right i'm back
2: well uh, i want to just say uh good things happened to another friend of the show natalie decker as well she posted she's back on social media uh starting to get her health things figured out uh it was high blood pressure and stuff like that. She thought she was going to pass out at the track, which is why she wasn't medically cleared to race the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, they they ruled out, I guess, all the important big, big things that it could have been, the the god-awful things it could have been. And so uh, some good news coming out of her camp that hopefully she'll be back in the car in uh, in a short time as well.
3: I am back here. Can you hear me? i got gotcha. you okay all right i've been having some been trying some different things you know we're as as you know we're broadcasting from home uh some of us some of us are in the studio some of us are at home and trying out different stuff uh, it's just like like uh jeff said 2020 did you know jeff that uh what uh, talladega the the earnhardt and the boys were actually broadcasting from charlotte yeah i know
2: i know and Uh, You know, baseball did the same thing where if uh, the Brewers were playing the Cubs at Wrigley, uh, you know, you had uh, Euchre and and the boys sitting at Miller Park broadcasting the game from Wrigley. So it uh, I think that's going to be a lot more common of an occurrence, especially when you see how far down sports ratings in general, all sports are. I think that uh, and, you know, the price tag from the networks keeps going up and up and up. So, uh, to broadcast these things. So I think that, uh, you know, in a cost saving measure, it, that's going to be more common than not.
3: Uh, Rob, Robin Miller in uh, racer magazine had a really interesting article, uh, regarding, uh, ovals. You know, the title is ovals on the ropes, but that's not Penske's fault. And, you know, he talks about the fans saying, you know, well, you know, IndyCar stuck it to to Richmond and, and Iowa got the shaft from Penske, and, you know, Pocono can't get a race, this and that, and, you know, Milwaukee, blah, blah, blah. And it, it, it kind of comes to, you know, where Robin comes from. It's a reality, and the problem is nobody is going to these races uh, on the Ovals, are they?
2: No, they're not, and um, I think that it's a good thing. I think what NASCAR and IndyCar have done with their schedule um for the most part it's a good thing they're finally finally starting to penalize the tracks that cannot draw anymore and you see it with chicago they drew very very well the first handful of years that they were running in joliet and then the attendance completely waned and they were you know drawing dog crap numbers and uh they got penalized for and then basically are, uh, have lost NASCAR. And I think it's a, it's a step in the right direction, especially when there's so many markets like Nashville, uh, Austin, Texas, that want to get in the business and host these races that are itching. And I think they're gonna be well supported and well attended.
3: Yeah, and you know, this, in the unfortunate situation, this would actually would have been a perfect year for Milwaukee to host a race. Uh, if they're going to do it without fans, uh, but just because of the situation with the fair park, with that hospital they had set up there, that it wasn't open, it wasn't available. But uh, in a slightly different situation, uh, they actually could have had a race in Milwaukee. It would have been interesting to see if that could have been a way to kind of uh, you know leapfrog or, or propel uh, somebody being interested in doing that. But the the issue at the point is IndyCar does not want to come back to Milwaukee without some... They, they really want a local presence as a as a promoter. And that was one of the issues they had with Andretti Autosport. I could go on and on and get into the particulars with Andretti and things I saw and things that we discussed with them and that. But uh, the bottom line was they were in Indianapolis and they really didn't have a presence and they didn't really focus on the right uh, a fan base, if you ask me. But uh, we can... that doesn't matter at this point so uh until we have some people interested in doing a, a, a promotion you know so i mean there's a right now there is a lot of uh, speculation te basically at this you know you have 2020 and, and you know it, it's real people I, I i do get a, a kick out of you know uh, when 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 somebody says well they should just do this Well, yeah, we, yes, we should do that. But in order to do that, what you want them to do, it takes their money, not your money. So it's really, you know, the easiest thing to do, Jeff, is to spend other people's money, isn't it?
2: Oh, of course. And we all do it. You know, know. oh, I can't believe how much money Aaron Rodgers is making or, oh, they paid this guy this much. He sucks and all that. So. Yeah, it's very easy to spend other people's money. I'm great at it. I love doing it and I wish I had the option uh, and opportunity to do it a lot more, unfortunately.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's certainly frustrating, but you know, I, I I've always said, you know, this w- it would be a nice if if somehow we could dovetail promotions uh, promotional group that could do Milwaukee, Chicagoland, and Iowa. Now, supposedly Penske looked at purchasing Iowa, but there's some type of uh, poison pill in there that does not make it advantageous. And we, and we know Roger Penske did not become a billionaire by making bad financial decisions. So either NASCAR has to take care of that situation or sweeten the deal, otherwise Penske is not going to do it. But I would love to see Iowa back in the studio. But if or back on the on the on the uh, schedule, but until that happens, it's going to be frustrating. Uh, the other, other, uh, factor is, um, is St. Louis, you know, St. Louis with that group there, uh, if they could somehow be kind of like Andretti, uh, or the Savory Green, which was originally affiliated with Andretti and kind of spun off their own promotional group, you know, if they could come aboard and, uh, do something with them where they, where they promote multiple races because you have the, uh, 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 that group, uh, that, that the group that does uh, St. Pete, they also do Toronto and mid Ohio. So, you know, if it's a situation where maybe gateway, the, the group that does gateway, uh, which is now Wild world technology raceway in St. Louis, if they could somehow, uh, come aboard, maybe do Milwaukee Chicago, land in Chicago and do kind of, you know, have the corner of the, the, the uh, Midwest uh, oval series and, and work in a deal where a promotional package where you could do kind of like what Arca does or what the Xfinity series does and kind of have like a little season uh, thing within the mix. Right, Jeff?
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, uh, you know, me, Steve and my love for ovals and, yeah, I think it's sad that uh, that the amount of ovals are getting cut out of uh, IndyCar racing. And I think it's sad uh, that they're cutting a bunch of ovals out of uh, NASCAR as well, even though a lot of the races that they have taken away for the last handful of years have not been entertaining, uh, i.e. Chicago. Um, and uh you know michigan losing a race i don't think anybody's gonna lose any sleep over that unless you like uh watching you know cars go really fast around a boring ass track so uh i i do hope that uh they they can figure out a way to do a midwest swing uh like they do the west coast swing in nascar i think that would be phenomenal obviously i would love to see milwaukee get uh get a race i I think the chances of that went way down when road america got one so i just don't see uh there's no way in hell i see nascar putting two races on separate tracks within an hour and a half of each other even if one was you know you can't have one at the beginning or even close to the end of the season with the weather up here either so it uh there's a lot of challenges and um but obviously we we hope and we wish that the mile was was up and running and, and and back to hosting main events again.
3: We certainly do. I'll tell you what, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk with Eddie Lepine from RacingNation.com. Get you caught up in the world of NASCAR or I should say Formula One and IMSA coming up next on the final inspection show.
0: This is Final Inspection with Steve Zaki. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. On 105.7 FM, The Fan.
3: Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show. Steve Zaki, along with the Polish Pipe Bomb, Jeff Forlowski, and joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline from RacingNation.com. It is Eddie Lapine. Welcome to the show, Eddie.
4: Hey, guys. How are you doing today? I, I got a great F1 trivia question. Just kidding, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so uh, here right we are. Doing?
3: Yeah, we got Formula One in... Uh, in uh, Nürburgring, and uh, of course, one of the traditional tracks on the Formula One schedule, and uh, it's interesting. We had this conversation yesterday because it's, it's basically autumn in uh, Europe. They have issues where, well, like we do here up, up in the upper Midwest, especially in the mornings and that fog and whatnot can certainly play havoc, and they, they certainly saw that yesterday in the first session, which was totally fogged out uh, because the, the helicopter couldn't get in. The medical helicopter and the TV helicopter couldn't get into the track, could they?
4: No, I think, yeah, they had a, a real tough day yesterday and uh, I think it's going to make for an interesting race too because the limited amount of, uh, you know, track time. Uh, they haven't been there in a few years and I think you know, with Botos getting the pole and finally how uh, Outdueling uh, Lewis Hamilton for the number one position. I think it's going to be a very interesting race.
3: Hey Eddie, I tell you what, let's let, let's uh, let's have you hang up and then call call right back in. and We'll get you back on. We'll fix that line for you. We have a bad connection for some reason. Let's go over to the Polish pipe bomb, Jeff Orlowski, and uh, Jeff. Of course, uh, well, we, still a lot of stuff in 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 NASCAR that's happening and. And uh, the latest with, uh, with Kyle Larson, uh, Jenna Fryer tweeted out, I think a day or two ago, said it could be a few weeks before they actually make that Kyle Larson uh, uh, announcement.
2: Yeah, you know, I think it's going to be one of those things where Hendrick and probably Larson himself, you know, they'd like to bury the story. Uh, you know, no sport wants to sit there and when they reinstate somebody who's been suspended uh, and fired, for racial comments uh they don't want a big news when they reinstate a person like that uh just because they don't want to have to relive the episode Mm -hmm. that happened and the bad look that it put on the sport in general so i think they're going to try to bury that as much as as they can but like you said it seems pretty much all but done that uh he's going to hendrick
3: yeah, it'll be interesting to see when that happens. We have uh, Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com back on the Midwest Bank hotline. And, Eddie, uh, we had qualifying this morning, and a couple of interesting stories coming into, into qualifying. We'll touch on those in just a moment. But, uh, unfortunately, I guess for us Formula 1 fans, had, had like a little bit of variety. Once again, a Mercedes lockout. Though it was uh, Valtteri Bottas uh, winning his 14th pole uh, in his career for the German Grand Prix.
4: Well, I think it's, it's great that, you know, he finally broke Lewis Hamilton. And, you know, I mean, I think it'll be a very good race with those two. I think there's going to be a battle. I think Mr. Botas really wants to assert himself and try to uh, win, you know, without getting help from, uh, the, from Lewis. He wants to do it on his own. Uh,
2: Eddie, before I ask my hard-hitting F1 question here, first, condolences to you uh, on the passing of uh, Eddie Van Halen. I know you're not a member of the Van Halen family, but he was a member of the larger Eddie family. So, uh condolences on, on the passing of one of the true guitar gods. Uh, tell me why this F1 race is not going to suck. <laughs>
4: Well, I, I don't have a crystal ball to say what it's going to be tomorrow, but Charles Leclerc really stepped up. I mean, he qualified fourth in the Ferrari, and Max is there. I think it, it's going to be interesting because there's some really serious curbing there. So you're not going to see the drivers. I think it's going to be a problem if they do use the curbs. So I think if they do use the curbs, and there's issues, I think it could really mix it up more than any race has in, in, in the past. So I, I'm, I'm being, trying to be optimistic, uh, Mr. Jeff, but uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow.
2: No, I'm intrigued yeah. now. You, you gave me some stuff to look for. I appreciate that. Go ahead, Steve.
3: Yeah, in fact, Mayor Mitch, I forgot to uh, forward uh, a list of Van Halen bumper music. So on the way out, please uh, let's do some Van Halen bumper Absolutely. music. Absolutely,
5: you don't have to ask twice. The...
3: And and the old stuff yeah. too, okay? Okay. So the, some of the original stuff, but uh, Eddie, uh, pretty interesting situation this this morning in Germany, where uh, racing uh, r- Racing Point driver uh, uh, Lance Stroll got sick. And they brought in uh, Nico Hulkenberg. Uh, I mean, literally within hours of of the of qualifying and ha- having to go out and qualifying. Now he he did uh, sub for Sergio Perez early in the year, but you know, you, if you look at the qualifying sheet, you see Nico Hulkenberg qualifying last. Uh, but if you think of it though. He was a little bit, I think, about just a little less than a second off the the pace of Sergio Perez. So, uh, what do you think of Nico Hulkenberg's, uh, uh, what he did in qualifying under, you know, interesting circumstances? I,
4: I think Nico's, you know, I mean, he's really the only option that could have filled in the shoes. I mean, you know, everybody looks at it and says, well, he, you know, he qualified. He got four laps, okay? Four laps. And, you know, I mean, I think watch the race. I think he's got a car that's capable of moving forward, definitely. And, and, and Nico really wants to do good. I mean, he, he's trying to get a ride for next year. And what better way to do it is starting dead last at this race. And I think, you know, being his home race, too, I think he's got added special uh, incentives. And and I think he's a great driver. I I still can't believe he hasn't Haas hasn't picked him up uh, and having him sit on the bench and, and missing out this season. So I, what, I hope he does well. I tell you what, if
3: if Haas had Hulkenberg and Perez uh, for their driver lineup, it would be a hell of a hell of a much improved uh, driver lineup in 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 my opinion. So.
4: Yeah, I I just love the guy's name. That's
3: why I root for him.
4: Well, I know. I was waiting for the picks because you're going to pick him. You always pick him, Jeff. Yep, I sure do.
3: I tell you what, let's take a quick break when we come back. uh, We'll do a quick preview on Inza, uh, uh, who's who's racing after the Xfinity race tonight on the Roval in Charlotte. That should be an interesting way for them to get a little more notoriety, I think. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. So we'll have Eddie talk about that coming up, and we'll have our predictions for this weekend's racing. And then uh, in the final segment, we'll talk to Guy Hobbs, reporting live from Road America, coming up next on the Final Inspection Show. got my pencil. Uh, we're with Eddie LePine on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, along with the Polish pipe bomb Jeff Orlowski, and uh, we got the Rovo this weekend at Charlotte. Of course, we got the Xfinity Series starting up right after the show, of course, arranged by NASCAR, courtesy of Jeff Orlowski, and then with tonight, we have the IMSA race before the cup race tomorrow, and uh, Eddie Lapine, RacingNation.com, what can we look forward uh, for the IMSA race on the Rovo this uh, tonight?
4: Well, I just want to quick say, too, Eddie Van Halen, I saw him about six times. And, uh, yeah, it's really sad that we have to wait to memorialize him now. Uh, you know, he's a great guy, great family man, and uh, sad to see him go that way for that long. Uh, getting back to racing, I think we're going to have a really exciting race. Uh, I, think that, I think it's great that IMS is going there. I think it's just opening the door and, and just hopefully lighting up some fans in Charlotte area to IMSA sports car racing. And I think it's great for the series, and I think it's going to be an exciting race, just as the Roval is going to be exciting for NASCAR this weekend as well.
3: Yeah, it certainly is. Are, are we going to see a little more bumping and banging uh, than we're used to on, on this series Is I, I guess I guess the question is will the officials allow and and be a little more lenient because unlike NASCAR, you can get penalties for rough driving in IMSA. so are we looking for maybe a little bit of more leniency just because of the the tight corner quarter, tight quarters uh, they'll be running on tonight?
4: Well, not at full barfield there. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna cut any slack um, I think you know it, it's just gonna depend. I mean. When you're getting down to crunch time with three races left and the points, yes there'll probably be some bumping. I don't think they're gonna tolerate it like they would for NASCAR. I think that they'll they'll probably penalize definitely well
3: I, yeah I, I think they should I if it's quite obviously obvious obvious but I mean when you're in, your, in that infield section and that and you got a couple you know GT cars you know four or five GT cars running together, and they're jockeying for position. There's going to be some contact there.
4: Oh, I, I think there's going to be more contact than any other track, definitely there. But I think, I mean, they're just going to watch it, and they'll, you know, they're going to have to stay consistent. But I think they're going to watch it. But I think they'll, they'll definitely, if it's pretty blatant. I mean, you could tell, you know, after you watch the replay, uh, what's incidental or what's you know, it's deliberate. And I think, you know, they'll, they'll assess it and make a decision. And they'll stay consistent, I think. But not like, not like the yellow line at, the, uh, at Talladega last week. I have to agree with uh, Junior that I think they need to make the yellow line uh, take it out of bounds on the last lap. I think, it's, it, was, I think it was terrible to penalize them for uh, running any Hamlin down there last week. I'd rather they just take it out the whole
2: race. I think uh, if you change rules on the last lap, not only is it confusing, especially to a uh, just a regular fan and not a diehard like us. I think that uh, you know it just creates confusion and just get rid of it altogether. Uh, take out your uh, pencil eraser, take it out of there, and uh, and let these guys have at it.
4: Well, yeah, because it's not consistent. You know, I mean, he didn't zig and zag. He just went down all the way down. And, you know, that's part of racing is blocking, especially in NASCAR at Talladega. And that's why it took him an hour to finish four laps. Yeah, but the
2: problem was is that he went down there and he improved his position multiple spots, and they decided to penalize somebody for blocking instead of somebody for improving their position down there. When in the history of NASCAR, they have always penalized you for improving your position. If you go below the yellow line. So, you know, totally inconsistent, just get rid of the damn thing and, uh, and be done with it. But uh, you know, what do I know? I'm not making the big bucks That's for damn sure.
4: No, but you got a, you got a great point, Jeff, you know, I mean, you're the NASCAR expert. And definitely, I mean, I think that they should, you know, I mean, what the heck, you know, change it up a little bit. I mean, they're changing everything else up. Why not that?
2: Well, unlike what I said with Steve uh, earlier in the show is you can't sit there, call that line a safety line, and that it's there for the safety of the competitors when they're driving 205 mile an hour around that track. And it's a demolition derby can kick off at any single moment. And it happens multiple times a race. So you can't sit there that the line is there to protect the drivers uh, and keep them yeah. healthy. And then the, uh, every single other, you know, second of that race, health, well, you know, a crash happens, a crash happens. You know, it. they're begging for carnage.
4: Well, I think you're right. And they, they forgot about Ryan Newman's crash, you know, I mean, how bad that was. And I think it's yeah. But that was really that hilarious.
2: Daytona. That's totally different
4: than Talladega. Oh.
2: You know. Yeah. Right. You know. I agree. It's it's stupid.
4: Yeah, but I mean, on the positive side, NASCAR with you know with going to Road America next year and going to Bristol Dirt and you know, I mean, they're getting out of the box, Coda. So I think you know, I mean, it's good to see them mixing it up. And finally, after 10 years of me saying, why don't they go to road America? (laughs) They're going there.
2: Yeah, no, it it is good. They are thinking out of the box. I think uh, you've got drivers like Austin Sindrick who, uh, you know, he's not going to be full time in the cup series until after next season, but you know, he's licking his chops with as good of a road course racer as he is. And I think like 18% of NASCAR's schedule now are, are road courses. So it, it, there's a, been a huge shift. And, uh, you know, I can't wait for Bristol on the dirt. I'll, I'll be there live. Uh, if that is a uh, complete poop show, uh, I'll be there to watch it in person. If it's the greatest race ever, I'll be there all the same. So I can't wait. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, what IndyCar has done with their schedule is positive, too. Road America, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of happy and a lot of good going on in racing. We tend to focus on the bad, I think, a little too much. And, uh, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm the first one to say I'm guilty of that. But, um, you know, there is a lot of good in racing going on. Unfortunately, on the competitive side, it's just not an F1. Sorry, Eddie. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I think you definitely, I mean, you have a point, and I, I'm not going to I defend it. It's very frustrating to see uh, the same people winning well
1: mercedes
4: i should say so hopefully hopefully that'll change tomorrow and maybe max can slip it in there or maybe you know something else can happen
3: there yeah you could see that when gasly won how everybody was just so happy that somebody else other than a mercedes won it was it was crazy the reaction It was like well if it was like this all the time we'd love f1 and so there's certainly uh, an apathy when it comes to Mercedes winning everything. And we're certainly seeing that with Lewis Hamilton. And then uh, we'll see what happens if uh, Bottas can uh, pull this win off at the German Grand Prix uh, tomorrow. Uh, we're running a little bit late on time here. Uh, let's get to our predictions. And hopefully uh, Mayor Mitch or Jeff, I, I don't have a, a way to write right now. So somebody can write these down. So we had for, for, for Dennis... Uh, for the Xfinity Series at the Roval, he picked uh, Justin Allgaier, and then he went on on a limb and went for the Cup Series. He went with Clint Boyer. Uh, Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com. Who do you like for the Xfinity Series uh, this afternoon?
4: Uh, Sindrick.
3: Austin Cindric. All right, what do, you th- what do you like for the Cup Series?
2: I'm going to take uh, Brandon Jones. Give me uh, the good old number nineteen car.
3: Okay, I'm going to go with Austin Cindric too for the Xfinity Series. So, we got. And... Yeah, he starts.
2: <laughs> he starts a little bit uh, of a ways back, but he's had a rough couple weeks.
3: But I do hey, lost. I do like. Uh, I I do like Dennis's pick of Justin All Allgaier. I think he's got a good That's chance a good uh, today. Back to yeah, a good it is. Beck. All right, yeah. what about for the Cup Series, fellas?
4: Jeff,
2: you go that first. Is... All right, I'll go first. Uh, you know, Hamlin and Chase Elliott are the two favorites. Because of that, I can't pick them. Um, Dennis chose Clint Boyer. I'm going to go with uh, Bowman, the showman. Give me uh, give me the 88, and uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. All
4: right, uh, Eddie, Chase he... Elliott, I, I definitely think that he's definitely in in the zone for road course racing
3: uh, you're killing me smalls you're killing me i was gonna pick chase Elliott too all right well let me go with i'll go with harvick then so if nobody picked harvick somebody has to pick harvick so i'll go with harvick okay. all right
2: sounds but good. i do like
3: chase Elliott, though well, of course that's a good pick
2: he got penalized there last year and still won the damn race. Mm-hmm. And who, who are you gonna, who are you gonna pick for EMSA?
3: <laughs> I'll let you make my choice. I'll take the Brumos. I'll take the Brumos Porsche over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: you, you gotta over go the, with I, over. I, 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 I'm not even gonna say Taylor. You gotta go with Taylor and Corvette and Garcia. You know, I'll, I'll take the 8K 962. I'll, I'll help too. you guys along a little bit. They're on a roll. You got the pole. Sounds
2: good, Eddie. I'll, I'll, I I trust you. I'll take those guys. All
3: right. F, what? F1. F1, it's Mercedes. T- it doesn't matter. I hope Walt, uh, Botas wins over uh, Hamilton. I'm taking Hulk
2: Hulkenberg.
3: Hulk Hulkenberg from last. <laughs> I like I'm going, it. I'm
2: going, I'm
4: going with Verstappen.
3: Verstappen.
4: Okay. Okay. Well, those are the only – there's only
3: three picks. All right, I'll take Hamilton. We'll give Jeff Hulkenberg parentheses uh, uh, Bottas, and then you can have Verstappen because those are only three people that can win.
4: There
3: you go. <laughs> so, all right, Eddie, that Tate, was, Thank you so much for being okay, on the show. What's guys? A-
4: it's it's always a pleasure. Uh, we'll be uh, doing a preview on Road Atlanta's next week. The ten hour race is next week, so. Um, we're really? gonna have a preview on RacingNation.com.
3: Petit Le Mans yeah. is next week.
4: Yeah, Petit yeah. Le Mans. Petit
3: Le Mans. Petite that's, surprising. Le Mans. That, that's surprising that they're running this weekend, though. I thought they it took them it, so long to get it, ready for Petite.
4: It's it's shocking. I mean, I huh. feel I feel for the the crews.
3: For the crew guys.
4: Those cars over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, especially if they tear some stuff up tonight, I think it's going to be you know terrible for them all
3: week Eddie, so but Eddie we are real late I gotta get the Guy Hobbs okay. live from oh, Road yeah. America tell, so. tell
4: Guy I said hi I'll see all you we'll guys
3: take care All right. that was Eddie Lapine and the Great Midwest Bank Hotline when we come back we'll talk with Guy Hobbs live from Road America coming up next on the Final Inspection Show Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show. Steve Zatia along with Jeff Verlosky as we try and get Guy Hobbs with the suspect cellular service as usual up in the Road America, El-t-kel- Elkhart Lake uh, area, which is not an unusual thing as we've gone through this in the past. But uh, Jeff Verlosky, i uh, got a question for you here. Uh, I want to talk a little bit, of, go a little pop culture here with Van Halen. What was your... Uh, See, when Van Halen broke, and they literally broke for me uh, with that debut album, I was in just entering junior high, and it was like, wow, this is like unbelievable stuff. It was kind of like, you know, you hear kids, you know, stories about the kids when they hear their first Beatles song or this or that, or, you know, that generation before us. But I mean, I think for us, a lot of that was uh, for many of us was Van Halen when we first heard that distinctive uh, sound and that and he is a guitar. Uh, I guess we got Guy Hobbs. <laughs> we will save that for another day, Jeff. But let's talk when Guy Hobbs. When, when we, uh... But Guy Hobbs actually told me uh, we were together the other night. He had the opportunity to see Van Halen in England back in the day. So I thought that was very cool. Guy Hobbs, of course, reporting live from Road America for the uh, SCCA uh, runoff. So how are we doing out there, Guy?
5: And what I didn't tell you is I caught Eddie Van Halen's fleck. Or plek really? from whatever whatever it's called.
3: This guitar which pick. Which he flicked into the
5: stand, into the crowd and I thought, gosh, how special am I? And then of course he flicked about six thousand other ones into the stand. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well I got the first the
3: question one. is, do you still have it?
5: I as a matter of fact, I do not. So there was a bit of a oh. house clearing went on not long ago and it went <laughs> Yeah.
3: So uh, we,
5: but yes, I did see Van Halen a couple of times. Anyway, I am now, more importantly, out in a beautiful, sunny, red-hot, in my shorts, Road America, and, where uh, the, sports, it, the Sports 2000 race has just wrapped up. Uh, unfortunately, we missed, it. missed the race because we were faffing. Um Anyway, but a, if you were thinking of coming to Road America not sure what the ticketing situation is and that we were told there would be no food stands open there are in fact food stands open, but we have found one immediately open uh, and it is beautiful weather and there is an awful lot of cars here
3: there's what someone uh somewhere upward over 400 cars up there aren't there with with how many
0: classes well
5: uh, there's 700 entries Wow. And every time I go around counting them, they, they peel out onto the track, so I have to start again. So I got to a 475 <laughs> at one point, and then I was like, oh, no. And uh, Dennis, my uh, roving partner, he's okay, enough counting, he says. So, But there, I'm told there are 700 entries here.
3: This is, of course, the SCCA has been doing the runoffs for many, many, many years. And for, for especially in, in, in the 70s and 80s, it was primarily in Road Atlanta. But they had moved them, uh, I think, for a year in Topeka or two. They had moved them at other tracks, middle ohio I believe. But uh, they, they were at Road America a few years ago. And now they're back again. And uh, are there, the competitors happy to be back at Road America again? What's the kind of feeling in the paddock?
5: Well, yes, I think they are happy to be back at Road America. But they're quite surprised that they're at Road America in October. And then it's about 75 degrees and we're all in shorts and T-shirts. So they're happily surprised with that. Uh, And of course, you know, they were, like you say, Road Atlanta, mid-Ohio and Topeka for a while. And Topeka seemed like the place to go because it was less towing uh, for everybody. I'm not sure if Road America's less towing from anybody, except for the guy from Mequon, <laughs> as far as getting their cars up here. So, well, well we're I coming quite, up. Uh, I was quite uh, surprised to see that John Heinrichi is racing here this weekend. Really? Yes, and, and not and John Heinrichi for years was a GM employee, did all the testing on Corvettes and new GM cars. Uh, he is in fact racing a BMW here this weekend
3: interesting well, unfortunately Guy we're coming up on, on the end of the show here but we certainly appreciate you taking time out and if you get a chance to go come up to Road America to the runoffs tomorrow make sure you get up there the weather could, should uh, continue to be nice tomorrow and uh, we'll look uh, forward to chatting with you again Guy and I'd like to thank uh, Eddie Lapine and also Dennis Michelson for being on the show and we'll talk to you next week on the Final Inspection Show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and of course David Hobbs Honda